This is, um, <clears throat> part of this was, y'all behave yourself under the covers there. Um, Wednesday night, I think, was, was one of those confirmations. Just as kind of the, the prayer time, we were, we were praying and, and realizing that there's big needs. There's big needs all over the world. And, and I had this thing kicking around and formulating and, um, and it was just, it was again, one of those confirmations that, wow, okay, we're, we're going in the right direction. Because <clears throat> I promise you this is, we're gonna look at some, some numbers here for just a second. And, um, but I promise you it'll get better. According to, to Mike, I can push a button and something's gonna happen. Okay. 16.7 million American children struggle with hunger. 47 million refugees worldwide. 40 million suffer slavery through human trafficking. It's like, his slavery died? Not even close. 313,000 trafficking, that's as of January 2017. We wanna make it local. Had fires in our community. I don't know what the total number of acreages that are burned. We had a, a boat that sank in, in Branson. Um, the result sometimes is um, overwhelming because I can't do anything about any of those things. I, I, I can't do anything. And we have, we now have this, I was talking to somebody earlier in the week, because we have this 24 hour news cycle. And this young man wasn't, wasn't old enough to remember whenever, whenever TV went off, Remember when TV went off? Um, yeah, it, it went off at midnight and there was a national anthem and then it came back on at, I guess, six in the morning and, and who knows what happened during our night that's the middle of the day somewhere on the planet. But now we have 24-hour news um, where we see everything in real time and it's just overwhelming. And then, then we have our, what about, what about the personal stories, the personal ones that we know of? Not, not, even, not even Blanco and Lano County, but then there's personal ones. And again, I don't, I get overwhelmed and frustrated because I, I don't know what to do with any of that stuff. There's, um, and that it, it's partly why 
even on Wednesday, Jackie again reminded us and where God's kind of directing him is, is letting go of things that, uh, one of the scriptures says, that are too difficult for us. And under, under big heading, um, big A is, and it's all too big for us. So, <clears throat> so, how do we respond? <clears throat> Thought about turning off the news. Um, it's not helpful. want to do three things this morning. I want to I want to I want to look at some scripture. I want to tell you what's been helpful for me. And then I want to tell you a story. And we'll still beat the Baptist to um, crazy gals. I just said that, didn't I? Not used to having the little, the power. Galatians, chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. Paul gives us a clue. <clears throat> Let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time, we will reap if we do not grow weary. So then, while we have opportunity, or as we have opportunity, and opportunity is, is translated time, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Uh, that last sentence is a whole different conversation that we, we probably won't get to. Um, according to Paul, and Paul understood weariness, the weariness of caring, the weariness of encouraging. How many of you saw the movie The Apostle Paul when it was in the theater? Um... Um, I, I can tell you for me that I, there was one little little scene that, that was just kind of wasn't I don't know why it just sticks out Paul was out they brought him out in the courtyard and he was talking to um, maybe saying this word wrong, this word wrong the, the prefect is that what they called him one of the, the head guys, and and Paul was never going to compromise the gospel. And at the end, it was you know taking back to taking back to his cell and oh, scourging first. 
Just an afterthought. Just an afterthought. Of just scourging first and then really? We, we've looked in Sunday school for the past month or so about Jesus' crucifixion and the scourging and what that was. And it was just an afterthought. of what Paul endured for his caring, for his encouragement. So apparently, according to Paul, um, we can get tired. We can get tired of serving. We can get tired of doing good. We can get tired of being generous. I can't remember, y'all will remember better than I, um, which one of Jackie's grandsons came up with a profound statement that sometimes I want to make a bad choice. Um, um, Don't grow weary. Apparently, again, the text would suggest I can grow weary. I can get overwhelmed. Just turn turn off. What's today's tragedy? Oh, that's so yesterday's tragedy. Um, Have you heard today's tragedy? And And I can't do anything about any of that. So... But apparently, according to Paul, in the, in the, with the magnitude of all the things I can't do, I am still responsible for doing good to someone as God gives opportunity or time. I don't know where I, I actually I do, I remember where I, I heard and where this first became relevant. There, there's a little phrase that, to me, it, it combats the overwhelm. Overwhelm, this isn't a word, is it? It is now. The overwhelmness um, from the things I can't do. Do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. Do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. Now, is this sort of a a, a starfish in the sea type? Sort of it is. But but wait, there's more. I think that this sort of flies in the face of um, something that 
perhaps we may all have heard as as kids and do I have it here? No. Is um, tell me if this sounds familiar to you. If you grew up in this in a similar house I grew up in, or house or if I do it for you, I have to do it for everyone. Well, that's dumb. That's not even logical. I remember thinking, everything is screaming at me, no, you don't. I won't tell and you won't tell. You can, you can do it. Um, but, but there still is that, that thing that sometimes, sometimes can be paralyzing because who, who gets, someone might get left out and that's not fair. Here's another one of those neat words. Um, we already know where that's going, right? Um, your daddy wasn't fair. Your mama wasn't fair. God's not fair. Who? Fair. But it still can be paralyzing. So, sometimes I, when the, if I look at the big need, I end up doing nothing for no one because where do you start where where does it end um i'm on i'm on two committees in marble falls that we were looking at two big things one is 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 hunger and the other is is um homelessness um think homelessness exists in, in Marble Falls and Kingsland and Burnett. Homelessness exists. People slept in their car last night. <clears throat> I know a lady that slept. Um, you know where Bill's Burger is down on Main Street? There's some, there's some bathrooms back there. That she would go in there in the winter just to warm up and um, and wash in the sinks there at Bill's Burger. We, we've got her housed now, and she's got a roof over her head and, and doing well, but um, homelessness exists. So, I do think that when we just... When, when sometimes we do have a tendency in, in your world and in my world, we see needs, 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 poverty, drugs, sex trafficking, um, that, that we can do nothing. So I think, again, what's been helpful sometimes is what we should be asking God is, 
Who's the one? Who's the one? Who's the one that I can do for, that I wish I could do for everyone? Who's the one? My prayer for us today is that God nudges us, nudges you and me, and points out that one. If it's the single mom, if it's the struggling family, if it's a group of kids, if it's a guy, there's this guy I know, there's this mom I know, there's, there's this group of kids, and God's going to say, do, do for that one, do for that, do for them what, what you wish you could do for, for everybody. And if I do, it will allow me to do three things. First one is I can go deep rather than wide. We like wide better. Um, much less effective. Because um, we're not talking about a, a, a generalization, a general concern. We got this concern for homelessness or no, we're talking about a face. We're talking about a person. We're talking about going deep. Long term, rather than short term. I was talking to a gentleman, a uh, friend of mine that I'm going to read you a story in a few minutes. <clears throat> How many of you know, have heard the, um, this adage of how you can tell when an addict's lying? You know the answer. Their, their, their lips are moving. Um, when their lips are moving, you know they're lying. When, <clears throat> when you're so used to rejection, All they have to do is, is test you by doing something that would normally get them rejected and get you to go short term, not long term. Just, well, they're not serious. Let's go on to somebody else. And, and we fail the test. It's long-term. I, I think of, I, I was thinking last night, um, 
was thinking about Pat and Dave doing CASA. And, and that's real glamorous, right? No. No, there's nothing glamorous about that. Um, and all those, all the people that, that, that Pat and Dave dealt with, they're, they're all sweet, kind. Um, no, no. Um, there's a reason why CPS was involved with those families. And, but sometimes you had, a, you had the opportunity to go deep rather than wide. You had the opportunity to go long-term, not just short-term. I jotted down something this morning that, uh, gosh, I wish I had the, had the, the whole transcript, but I don't. Um, how many of y'all remember Alan Williams? You know Alan? You know Alan, Anna? Um, Alan is the, uh, the owner, manager of Chick-fil-A in Marble Falls. Um, it'd be two weeks tomorrow, uh, Alan met with the pastors here in Granite Shoals and, and just delivered to us something that God had delivered to him. And it's the reason I brought up something earlier. It's centered around a word, and the word was groanings. Now, for Alan, it uh, the short version, without going into everything that he that he had shared, was was with regards to his ongoing challenges with, with cancer, with melanoma, and, um, and that's draining physically, emotionally, spiritually. And there's times when there's, there's groanings, there's, there's, there's passion, there's God, you've gotta do something. Um, I'm, I'm tired. I, You've promised me, I know, but I want, I want the fruition. I want this, I, I want the manifestation now. Um, kind of reminds me of, of David in the Psalms of, we've talked often about, they're full of, how long, O Lord? How long, how long, how long? How long do I have to endure A, B, C, plug in your, your thing of choice or actually not your choice at all. And yet we talked about if you keep reading in any given psalm, there's usually a word. It's, it's kind of the same word, but it'll either say, but nevertheless, but nevertheless, you're still worthy of worship and I'm still gonna worship you. I don't like anything about what's going on. I don't like anything about, and I still think you ought to do something, but nevertheless, 
but nevertheless. Go time, not just money. <clears throat> I think we get that as a society, we're, we're rich. We sometimes have more change in our ashtrays in our cars than people have in other parts of the world. We keep it in trash cans, for heaven's sakes. Um, and there is this, you know, can, can, I, can I just write a check? And, and we miss. We miss a lot. We miss everything, come to think of it. I, uh, we're still going to beat the Baptist to crazy gals here. So um, I, th- I think of, um, I've shared this with you maybe before. The first movie I ever saw Robin Williams in that was not a comedy. I, I should have looked it up as far as the when and where. And, and I would guess mid-90s maybe. It's a movie called The Fisher King. And it's a story, it's a movie about mental illness is what it's about. And the effects of mental illness. And I know Jeff Bridges is in the movie. And they're both homeless. And one of them is set, I can't remember which one, is set up outside of like Wall Street in, in just a big business district and they have their guitar and they have their little bucket over here and they're playing and people walk by and throw change in or throw a dollar in and one says to the other they don't even look at you to which he replies they pay so they don't have to look So we can't use money as an excuse for to keep us from investing time. Part of the the story I'm going to read in a minute is is one of um, well you'll hear in the first sentence kind of gets hidden and, and I wish I wish the guy was here um, is um, we met Jessica a couple of years ago don't let that pass you whenever I read it here in a second so do for one Go time, not just money. Find the one, the one, the one couple. Well, couple would, I'm not a marriage counselor. They don't need a marriage counselor. Maybe they do, but they need 
They need somebody in their corner. The one guy, the one gal, the one issue, the one need, the one kid, the one something. We met Jessica a couple of years ago during a, what, let me make this very, very quick disclaimer. This is a gentleman that I met a few months ago that we, he's looking at providing a service for our company, for Texas Housing Foundation to meet with residents and do um, activities with residents in, in, our, in our apartment complexes. And they, the teams that do that, they call, they call them CARES team. So, met Jessica a couple of years ago during a visit when we served as a CARES team in North Texas area. We were walking around the property and saw Jessica standing out front of her apartment in her military uniform. We asked Jessica if she was new to the area and she said that she just moved to, moved to the area from Michigan and was serving in the Air Force. We really connected with Jessica and she began coming to all the social events that we hosted and on the property and many times she would, she'd stay after and help clean up It what, at which point I thought, you're hooking her, aren't you? You're hooking this gal in. Rather than saying, no, 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 we got it. You, you, you know, you, we got this, we'll clean up. You don't, um, they allowed her to stay and help and be a part and be connected. All the while she's connecting with these CARES teams that are hooking this girl in. That's, that's the little sidebar. As we continued our relationship with Jessica, we began to invite her into our home for meals, into other events. We were doing outside of CARES events. We began to share our faith with Jessica. And when we invited her to church, and in the beginning, she was not very interested in attending with us. As we served as a team on property, our church began to play a, an important piece in serving the community and will be present at, at, during, during all events. Through this, Jessica began to build relationships with these friends from our church and eventually felt comfortable enough to come to church with us. When this happened, Jessica began, Jessica began to realize that she was living a life that was separated from Jesus. I will never forget the moment when I walked into our living room after work one day and seeing Jessica sitting on the couch with my wife, Marion, sobbing 
and as Keith was telling me this story, you could see the tears well up in his eyes as he was just recounting this. I sat down next to Jessica and asked her what was going on, and she said her life was a mess. And she realized that she was living a life that was separated from Jesus. Mary and I were able to pray with Jessica, and she accepted Jesus into her life as Lord and Savior. After she accepted after she accepted this faith, we could see a huge burden lift from her as she gave her life to Jesus. The next Sunday, Jessica came to church with us. And during the worship service, we looked over at Jessica and saw her raising her hands, praising God. This caused Mary and I to cry again because we're so excited about this newfound faith. Mary and I began to pray that Jessica would have a desire to share her newfound faith with the church through her baptism. During this time, we were able to see how much joy that Jessica was now experiencing due to her, her life in Christ. After approximately a month, Jessica approached us and said that she wanted to be baptized in the church. Marion and I literally leapt with joy and told her we'd been praying for her daily that she'd have a desire for baptism. Fast forward a couple of months, Mary and I were able to, to baptize Jessica on Easter Sunday, along with several of our friends that were able to, to walk with Jessica earlier, early in her faith. Jessica took a leadership role at church and began leading in worship. He told me about her. She was a um, very, very talented young lady. Uh, musically. During this time, Jessica was single and began praying that God would provide her a husband that she could share her life with. I will never forget the moment when Jessica called us and, that, and said that she had met a guy and that she felt was a very godly man. After Marion and I met TJ, and saw that Jessica was happy with someone who had a strong faith, which was something she had not ever had before. After a long time, Jessica called us and said that her and TJ were now engaged and she wanted me to do their wedding. I told Jessica that I would be happy to do her wedding it's one of the biggest joys of my life, being able to stand in front of them after walking with the journey with Jessica. Deep, not wide, short term, the long term, not short term. Walk with, with the journey with Jessica as she came to faith in Jesus. He just makes a little disclaimer about the, um, the agents that he works for. So, for me, it's a reminder 
of my responsibility and what my responsibility isn't. Um, it's not my responsibility to change the world, but it is my responsibility to go deep, to go long, and to go time. I think we should always be on the lookout for the one, for the nudge showing you that's the one. That's the one. The one. The one. If it again, if it's the family, the single mom, the single dad, and do for that one what we wish we could do for everyone. So pay attention. I think some of you already know, and some of you are already engaged. Some of us, we, we think about somebody all the time and we pray for people all the time, but we never invite them in and we don't engage them. They do need somebody in their corner. So we're going to get in their corner and we're going to stay in their corner because we're going deep and we're going long and we're going time. And here's what I'm naive enough to believe. That if everybody did, did that, it might, it might just change the world. It could just, I, I think, when I say that, I think we're, you know how whenever you, you pull up uh, an area on, on Google Maps or something, you can, you can go expand it or you can narrow it down and um, so if you pulled up Texas I'm not convinced that depending on how big you had it or how small you had it Marble Falls isn't even going to be a dot yet but when you get it down and give okay, okay there's our dot we're, 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 we're a dot now um, we're a dot on a map And we're called Granite Shoals, or we're called Marble Falls, or Kingsland, or Cottonwood. And it might, this might be one of the most simplistic evangelistic plans ever, come to think of it. But I think if you've experienced some of what I experienced when this happens, um, changes my world. So according to Galatians 6, we have an allotment of time. So I hope that we go deep and go long and go time. Let's pray. Father, well, it just occurs to me again that for all of us in this room 
most of us in this room. Somebody. Somebody went deep. Somebody went long and somebody went time with, with me. They invested, they invested the time to somebody that was disinterested and they didn't walk away. So, show us the one, the one person, the one issue, the one cause, the one whatever it is, and let us do for that one. We're going to trust you to do that because it's all through you and for you and about you. And it's even in your name that we even pray. Amen.